Good morning, everybody. Uh, we are in the last Sunday of this year, and I know some of y'all are doing cartwheels and hallelujah, praise God, thank God that year is over. Uh, but either way, it is definitely uh, an interesting end of the year. Uh, I hope y'all had a great Christmas. I uh, hope you got to see some of your family, uh, and, and, and God blessed you as he blessed me. I was able to see my grandson, so that was a, that was a real blessing. Uh, but I, I was praying on the way home uh, about what to preach and, and, and what to share with you guys. What, what, do we need to, uh, what do we need to hear at the end of this year, as bad as this year has been, uh, what do we need to hear to practice, to put into practice? Because we always want to apply what we hear. We want to apply uh, what we learn from God's Word. It's not about just hearing it and saying, oh, well, that was a good sermon. Uh, no, we want to go do what we hear. We want to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. And, um, man, God began to speak to me about uh, this, this particular chapter, Philippians chapter number 3. And, uh, and I, here's the title. Now, now get this title. Uh, guaranteed success. Guaranteed success. And I know, I know the saying, there's nothing guaranteed in life except death and taxes. I, I, I get that. But I promise you, I promise you, if you will follow the guidelines of what we're going to read today, if you will do, not just hear it, not just say, hey, that's a good message, that's a good sermon, uh, well, that's a good thought there, preacher. No, if you will put into practice what you're going to learn today, I promise you, at this Sunday, next year, you're going to be able to say you are a success this year. Guaranteed, no questions asked, without fail, you will be able to say you are successful. If you will be uh, faithful, if you will be obedient to God's word in these areas, I promise you, you'll be a success. So with that being said, let's look in Philippians chapter number three and uh, jump right down to verse number 13. Uh, uh, Philippians chapter three. In verse number 13, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to read that again. Now, let's, let's read it slow, okay? Everybody, everybody uh, from our, our Coleman campus, everybody from the Fairview campus, uh, uh, welcome to our services this morning. Listen, let's all read it together right where you are in your living room. Let's read together. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, in reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so thankful and grateful for your word. I'm thankful for this place. I'm thankful for another opportunity to share, uh, uh, Lord, what you've given me to give to them. And Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done. I pray, Lord, that you will move in an awesome way. There are so many things that's going on in our world, so many things that's going on in our societies. Uh, Lord, we, we are doing everything we can to get God's word out to your people. And I pray, Lord, that you will honor. I pray that you'll bless your word. I pray that your perfect will be done today. And God will thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Amen. I want you to say amen right where you are. Say it real loud so your neighbor can hear it, all right? Just say, church, say amen. 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 Now, here's the thing. In life, <clears throat> in life, uh, we, we, we want to take steps to, to go forward with God. We want to take steps and, and know, okay, and I'm the, I'm the simple type person. I'm the type person that I need it real simple. Just give me step one, step two, step three. And Paul kind of lays it out this way. Paul has a lot of things in his life. He has a lot of baggage from his past. Uh, he has a lot of things that, uh, uh, that he has to deal with from the, the past in, in his situation. And in these verses, in these verses, he gives us what we need to do to be a success. There are a lot of obstacles we're going to face this coming year. Now think about this. I, I don't even want to mention this. I don't even want to say this. But what if 21 is worse than 20? What, what are we going to do then? What, what, if, what if the easiest part is behind us and the most difficult part is in front of us? Either way, either way, what I'm going to share with you today, it, listen, you'll make it. I promise you, you'll make it. We all have a responsibility. We all have a job to do. Uh, God has given us all giftings. God has given us all responsibilities. God has given us all a purpose in life, and that is to be obedient to him, to follow him and live for him. And I want you to see, this is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do this. You say, preacher, I had a bunch of failures in my year this year. Uh, well, listen, we can go forward. Preacher, I've had a lot of successes in my year this year. That can be dangerous too. But what are we going to do? What are we going to do to make sure we are a success this coming year? Well, number one, if you're writing things down, Paul says the very first thing that needs to happen he says, brethren, verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, forgetting those things which are behind. Paul said, if we're ever going to go forward, if we're ever going to make it in the future, we've got to forget the things in the past. We've got to forget the things in the past. And there's two areas of, of things, tons of things that we need to forget, tons of things that we need, to, uh, we need to put out of our mind and put behind us. But one of those things is our past failures, our past failures, our past regrets, our past mistakes, uh, the issues and obstacles in our past that we pray that nobody else ever brings up. Now, I promise you this, don't ever forget this. No one is immune to failure. I don't care who you are. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. I don't care how good the person looks. I don't care how good they act. Everybody's got things they regret. Everybody's got things they wish had never happened. Everybody's got things that they wish they could go back and do over and do again. But listen, you cannot keep looking back at your failures. You can't. We have to forget our failures. Listen, I wrote down a few things here. Abraham had to forget his disobedience. Jacob had to forget his deception. Joshua had to forget his defeat. David had to forget his defilement. Peter had to forget his denial. Thomas had to forget his doubt. Paul had to forget his destruction. You see, Paul tried his best to destroy the church. He had Christians arrested and tortured and killed. And Paul said, I had to put that 
behind me. I have to forget those failures. I have to forget those, those heinous acts. I have to forget those issues in my life. You see, the devil will use our failures. The devil, nothing will hinder a Christian from going forward faster than him remembering and regurgitating and keep talking about his failure. The devil will use your failure to paralyze you from going forward. Man, there's no greater, there's no greater example of this than Joshua at the city of Ai. When he came out of Jericho, there was a great victory in Jericho. Man, it was a wonderful, wonderful deal. And, and because there was sin in the camp uh, that Joshua didn't know about, he didn't talk to God about it, he kind of rushed into a situation, and he was soundly defeated in the very next military campaign at the city of Ai. Some people call it Ai, but it's the city of Ai. And when that happened, when that happened, that military defeat, he just wanted to quit. He wanted to give up. He threw, he put himself in the, in the dust and in ashes and was, was mourning and, and telling God, God, why'd you bring us out here to do this? Uh, why did this happen? Why are we going through this? Why did we have this failure? And you know what God told him? You know what God told him? He said, get up. He said, get up. He said, there's some things you need to do. There's a reason that you failed. There's some things that you need to take care of. And if you take care of the things that cause you to fail, you're going to go forward in victory. And, and guess what? That's exactly what happened. But you see, he had to get over that. He had to get up. He had to get up. Listen, it's not, it's not a failure to fall. It's a failure to stay down. Yes, you made a mistake this year. Yes, you failed this year. Yes, you had some things you regret this year. Well, get over it. This is a brand new year. God has given you another opportunity to serve Him. God has given you another opportunity to go forward. And there are some things that you need to put behind you. There's some things that you need to put in your path. Paul said, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. And I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. And ladies and gentlemen, there's some of you out there... The first thing you need to do before you get to the new year, first thing you need to do is say, get behind me, Satan. You need to say, get behind me, failures. I know I've made mistakes. I know I've failed. I know I have fallen, but I'm going to get up. God has given me another opportunity. God has given me another chance. I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to, listen, I'm not going to step back. I'm not going to slow down. I'm going to get up and go forward. I'm going to forget those things. In my past. Listen, we need to forget about our failures. Don't let your failures paralyze you from going forward. But not only that, not only our failures, but we need to forget our successes. We need to forget our successes. And I, I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, but, what, but preacher, why, why, why should we forget our successes? Because there's way too many people that live in the past. That live in the past. There's, there's some preachers that are still living in the 70s, in the successes of the 70s. And, and, and failing today because they're still, they're still trying to regurgitate and they're tri- still trying to resurrect methods they use in the 70s. And listen, forget those successes. Paul said this. Paul said this. He said, I have not yet apprehended. I have not yet attained in the verse before that. And you know what he's saying? This is basically what he's saying. I have not arrived. I have not arrived. 
You know, if we ever if we ever get to the point where we feel like we've arrived as a Christian, we've arrived. We know what we need to know. We've done what we need to do. We can just sit back and throw it in neutral. Uh, We can just put it on cruise control and we don't have to grow anymore. We don't have to learn anymore. We don't have to change anymore. We don't have to move forward anymore. We've arrived. I'm telling you, that's the beginning of your failure. You cannot you cannot just rely on what happened yesterday. Today is a new day. Listen, God's mercies are new every morning. Listen, we got to get up every day, hit the ground running. We got to get up every day with a fresh idea. We got to get up every day with a fresh desire to serve him today, to see him in his power today. We got to get up every single day like this. Listen, this is going to be the last day we ever get to live. This is going to be the last day we ever get to serve him. We're going to go all out today and get it all done today. We need to pray like everything depends on him and serve and work like everything depends on us. Don't, don't, don't sit back and say, boy, back in so-and-so day. Oh, back there. In, in. No, 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 no. We, we, we need to quit all that foolishness. No, sir. Well, God did it back then. Oh, there was revival back then. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he did it back then, he can do it today, and he'll do it tomorrow. Listen, let's go forward. Let's forget about our failures. Let's forget about our mistakes. Let's forget about our successes. Yeah, hey, we had a great day on such and such a day. We had a big number on such and such a day. Hey, that's wonderful. But there's sinners out there dying and going to hell today. There's times, and listen, there's situations that we got to take care of today there's people that we got to reach today let's go forward let's go forward listen if you want to be a success guaranteed guaranteed success this year then you're gonna have to forget about last year you're gonna have to forget about the mistakes you're gonna have to forget about the failures I, I I I like to play golf I don't get to play that much anymore but but I like to play golf. And somebody gave me some real good advice. You see, I'm kind of an emotional golfer. <clears throat> I'm a, I, I, let me put it, I'm a passionate golfer. I'm, I, 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 I get excited kind of about what happens, you know, and, and, uh, and, and when I make a bad shot, uh, sometimes uh, my passion gets away with me and, 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 and I kind of uh, lose uh, my, my dignified temper a little bit. And, 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 I, and I was playing with a really, really good golfer one day and, I'm, and I was playing really good. I mean, I was playing really good and, and then I hit one bad shot. One bad shot. And for the next two or three holes, I just could not get it together. I mean, it seemed like nothing I did was right. I, I was so in my feelings and I was just upset and mad about that one shot. I couldn't believe I hit that shot that way. I've hit that shot a million times and, and here, and I'm just mad and frustrated. And this is what that really, really good golfer said to me. He said, if you're going to be a good golfer, he said, son, you're going to have to learn to have a short memory, a short memory. And, and you know what he was meaning? <clears throat> Here you are playing really good up to the fifth or sixth hole. And you hit that one bad shot. Now, now, you've hit, now you've hit about 18 or 19 really good ones. But then you hit that one bad shot. He said, son, you're going to have to forget about that. That's one shot. 
Just throw that in the bag. Throw that behind you. Go forward. Hey, it's good. Have a short memory. You know what we're doing? We're doing good for God. We're serving God. We're trying our best and we're having some good days and we're having some accomplishments with God. And all of a sudden we have that hiccup. We have that slip up. Man, we get, we get so frustrated and we get so emotional and, 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 and man, we just get tore out the frame and, and we just get, we just want to quit. Well, let me tell you something. The Christian life, the Christian life is a whole lot like golfing. There's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. There's going to be good shots and there's going to be bad shots. And if you're ever going to be a Christian that's going to succeed and make it all the way, you're going to have to learn to have a short memory. When you make those mistakes, ask God to forgive you. Ask God to help you, strengthen you, take some steps to avoid those mistakes in the future and go forward. Go forward. You're in the righteousness of Christ. You don't have to earn salvation. You can't earn salvation. And you can't earn God's favor neither. Listen, he loves you just like you are. Go forward. Forget your past mistakes. Forget your past failures. Forget your past successes. Forget your past successes. Forget those things. Listen, you can't, you can't rest on your past accomplishments. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new challenge. Every day we're going to face new obstacles. Let's go forward and ask God for a fresh touch and a fresh anointing and a fresh power and a fresh ability. Amen. Listen, if we're ever going to be successful, we have to forget. So I'm determining. And, and you remember, uh, several weeks ago, we talked about having an I will statement. If you'll remember that, by what we learn, by what we learn in God's word, we're going to say we're going to apply that. So, so after we hear the word, after we hear the word, we study the word, we read the word. Because of what we heard today, because of what we read this week, I will. And so I put, I put all these points in, in, in an I will format. So this is what we can say. Because of what we learned today, this week, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. Listen, we're going into a new year. I'm going to forget 20. I'm going to forget my mistakes in 2020. I'm going to forget my failures in 2020. I'm going to forget my regrets in 2020. I'm also going to forget those, those accomplishments. I'm going to forget those times that, that we won. So we can go forward and, and have another victory and, and ask God for more power. And, and we can't rest on the past accomplishment because if we do, we're not going to seek him like we need to seek him for the new uh, challenge in the new obstacle in front of us. So this week, I will forget. I will forget those things which are behind. Number two. Number two, I'm not only going to forget those things which are behind, but look what he says. Look what Paul says. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark. I press toward the mark. Now, here's what I want you to, I want you to say. Here's my I will. Not only will I forget but I will focus. I will focus. Now, 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 there is power in focus. There is power in focus. Do you realize, do you realize you can take light, 
You can take light and you can focus that light. You can, you, you can get a magnifying glass and you can take light uh, that keeps you warm and you can go outside and take that magnifying glass and you can start a fire with a little, little uh, pile of leaves. And you know what that is? That's just focused light. And if you focus light even more, you can cut steel. Do you realize that a laser is just focused light? There is power in focus. You know, uh, uh, Paul said this one thing, this one thing I do. He said, I'm going to focus. I'm not going to let all the things in my peripheral vision distract me and detour me from, I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to stay focused. You know, the, one, of the most, one of the most popular restaurants there is, the most successful restaurants there is, is Chick-fil-A. They do chicken. They don't do burgers and cheeseburgers and, and, and sub sandwiches. And uh, they, Listen, all these other joints are trying to uh, do, just, just do everything, and they're not successful. Uh, Chick-fil-A has stayed focused. They, stay, they do chicken and only chicken, and there is power in focus. Now, here's, here's what I want you to see. We, we've got to focus. Now, you remember what I said in the beginning of this message is to keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's the KISS method. Keep it simple, saint, right? Keep it simple, saint. How How do we stay focused this year? With everything coming at us, with, 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 with life coming at us fast, right? Uh, with, with bills and issues and problems and pandemics and politics and all these things coming at us. How can we keep it simple and stay focused? How can we stay focused? And what do we need to stay focused on? Two things I want you to write down. If you're taking notes, I want you to write these two things down. I'm going to focus on the will of God. I'm going to focus on the will of God for my life. I'm going to focus on the will of God for my life. Now, here's, here's, what, here's what the psalmist said. <clears throat> and, and, and by the way, the word will there means a determination, a determination, a purpose, a, a desire. God has a determination for my life. God has a purpose for my life. I need, uh, somebody, somebody has, has told me that the definition of success, and that's what we're talking about, guaranteed success, the definition of success is finding the will of God and staying in it. Now, that's pretty good. I mean, if we're in the will of God, we're definitely going to be successful. But, but if we focus on God's will, you know, didn't, didn't Jesus say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you? What things? All these things in our peripheral vision that, that kind of detours us away, our, our clothing, our, our, our raiment, our, our food and our shelter and all these things. He said, stay focused on God's will. Stay focused on what he wants you to do. And you know what he will do? He will, he will provide all of those things that try to distract you. In other words, if you will make his will the focus of your life, God will make your life his focus. Now think about what I just said. If you will make his will, his desire, his determination for your life, listen, if you will make his will the focus of your life, God will make your life his focus. If you will take care of his business, God will take care of your business. So if we're going to be a success this year, we need to stay laser focused on his will. 
The psalmist said in Psalm 143.10, Teach me, teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. God, teach me. The psalmist is begging God, teach me to do thy will. Romans chapter 12, verses 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? Why? That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be committed to him. Be committed to him so you will know his perfect will. Colossians chapter 1. Verses 9, Colossians 1, verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Now Paul is talking to the, 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 the people at Colossae, and he is telling them, he's telling them, I heard about your getting saved, and I heard about your, your, your walk with the Lord. And he said, I've been praying for you. And he didn't just tell them how he was praying for them. He told them what he was praying for. Now watch what he said. He said, this is what I've been praying for. He said, I do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now we're talking about probably the greatest missionary there ever was, greatest preacher besides the Lord Jesus that there ever was. The apostle Paul is telling them, since I heard that you got saved, since I heard that you became a believer in the Lord Jesus, that listen, I've been praying This is what's most important to Paul for for these people. I've been praying that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. In other words, after you get saved, the most important thing you can know is God's will for your life. God's determination for your life. God's purpose for your life. And Paul says this. He says, I want you to know God's will for your life. He said that, verse 10, that ye may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Can you listen to that? Listen to what he's saying. He's saying, I'm praying that you will know God's will for your life. Why? So you can walk worthy of the Lord and all pleasing. Now, if can we say, can we say, if he is praying that they know God's will for their life so that they can walk worthy of the Lord and please him, does that mean if we don't know that the will of God for our life, then we can't walk in a pleasing way? If we want to please God, if we want to honor God, then we need to know God's will for our life. We need to learn God's will for our life, and we need to pursue God's will for our life. What did he say right after that? That we might be fruitful. That we might be fruitful. That's, you, you can put the word success there. If we know God's will and pursue God's will for our life, we're going to be successful. Look, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Here's another good reason to be in God's will. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, according to His will, He heareth us. Now watch this. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. Do you know what that just, that just said? That is a guaranteed answered prayer. 
If we pray and ask according to His will for our life, it is a guaranteed answer to prayer. Think about that. What, what other reason, what other motivation do we need to be in the will of God? Well, we're going to be fruitful. We're going to be pleasing unto Him. We're going to be successful. We're going to get our prayers answered. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anything else we need to know. What else do we need to have to be motivated to seek, learn, and pursue God's will for our life? Listen, I'm going to be focused this year on God's will for my life. Then secondly, B, and this is going to help you. This is going to help you uh, find God's will for your life, okay? All right. I'm going to be focused not only on the will of God, but the feeling of God. The feeling of God's Spirit. I need to know God's will, but I need to be filled with His Spirit. I want to read a verse to you. Ephesians 5.17. Ephesians 5.17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding, look at there, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Two verses you find the will of God and the filling of God. Two, two verses. He said, understand what the will of God for your life and be filled with the Spirit. Now, let me, let me help you with this. Uh, why in the world, why in the world would he put the phrase filling of the Spirit and drunk with wine in the same sentence? He was doing that to help you understand what being filled with the Spirit means. Being drunk with wine means you're under the influence of wine. It means the words you say are coming from the alcohol that's in you. The words are being influenced by the power of the alcohol over you. The actions you take, the things that you do is being influenced by the alcohol when you're drunk. But on the other hand, when you're filled with the Spirit, that means the Spirit has control over you. That means the Spirit is influencing your actions. He's influencing your words. He's influencing your behavior. He's influencing your thoughts. Are y'all with me? Being filled with the Spirit. The moment you got saved, you were, you were indwelled with the Spirit. The Spirit came and dwelled in you. You got the Spirit. Are y'all with me? When you got saved, the moment you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in and dwelled in you. You got the Holy Spirit. But in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to submit and surrender to the leading of the Spirit. To the leading of the Spirit. You've got to submit to Him. In other words, when you got saved, He got you. But in order to be filled, excuse me, excuse me. And when you got saved, you got the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit has you. The Holy Spirit has you. Now, if we're going to stay focused, here's what we have to do. <clears throat> here's what we have to do. You say, preacher, what if I don't know the will of God for my life? What if I don't know the big picture? All right. You know, some say, well, the will of God for my life is to be a missionary or is to be 
is to be a preacher or or a Sunday school teacher or a singer or whatever that might be. You know, you have you have these spiritual things and 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 here here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. When you don't know what to do, <clears throat> when you don't know what to do, now listen real good. When you don't know what to do, do what you know. Do what you know. For instance, uh, how many of y'all would say it is the will of God for you to pray? I'd, I'd raise my hand right there. He, he says pray without ceasing, right? Okay, so that's, we'll check that off. I know to do that. So I, I, until God shows me different, I'm going to pray. Uh, do, you, do you believe that, that, that it is God's will for you to read your Bible? Absolutely. He says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed of rightly dividing the word of truth. So we're going to have to raise our hand right there. We're going to have to read our Bible. I know that's God's will for our life. He wants us to pray and he wants us to read our Bible. He wants us to know his word. Uh, uh, do we know uh, it's God's will uh, to, 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 to share our faith? Yes, he says, preach the gospel to every creature. He said, go ye into all the world. Right? So that's, that's there. We know we're supposed to share our faith. That's a given. We don't even have to pray about that. We don't even have to ask God if we should pray. We don't have to ask God if we should read the Bible. We don't have to ask God if we should share our faith. Right? It's all there. He already told us to do all that stuff. So when we don't know what to do, do what we know. We know all three of those. Now, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing that. But the perfect will of God for our life. Okay? How do we get to that place where we can know that we are in the perfect will of God for our life? It's by daily submission and obedience. You hear me? I'm simplifying this, guys. This is going to revolutionize some of your lives. You're going to, you're going to thank me. You're going to thank me. I'm telling you, this is it. We've, we've made it so complicated. We're waiting on the lightning to strike. We're waiting on the thunder to roll and God to reveal his perfect will. No, 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 no. No, go do those things I just said. Because we already know that's God's will for our life. But then every day, every day, every day, submit. Every day, say, God, what do you want me to do today? Holy Spirit, I submit to you. Holy Spirit, influence me today. Holy Spirit, fill me with your spirit. Control my words. Control my actions. Control my thoughts. Control my behavior. Control my attitude. Control my steps. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Every day, submit to the Holy Spirit. Hey, guys. It is as simple, it is as simple as sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, hey, pick up that piece of trash. It's not always the Holy Spirit wanting you to do some great spiritual triumphant act. Sometimes he just wants you to smile. Sometimes he wants you to say good morning to somebody. And sometimes he simply wants you to pick up the trash. I was driving through the parking lot a while back. I've shared this a ton of times, but... I went by, there was a piece of trash on the ground. I just drove right on by it. And the Holy Spirit said, really? You, you, you're going to just leave that piece of trash in the parking lot? You're going you, you're to you, you're leave that trash in the parking lot. So I stopped. I backed up, got out of my truck, and I picked it up. It was a simple act of obedience. I, I, I knew 
the Holy Spirit was telling me, leading me to pick up that piece of trash. And so I obeyed. It's as simple as that. And the more you obey, the more you recognize his voice. The more you recognize his voice, the closer you get to him. Listen, in every single step of obedience, every single step, submission to his leading and direction in your life brings you closer to his perfect will. You see, his perfect will is not some massive thing for your life. It's every single day. You see, God wants you to live one day at a time. God wants you to live one day at a time. He wants you to live like he's coming back tonight. You know what? We're so, we're so worried about what's going to happen in January. We're so worried about what's going to happen six months from now. What? Listen, don't worry about all that stuff. You know, the Bible says it's got enough to, there's enough to, to worry about. Just today, focus on today. Even in the prayer that he taught the disciples to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. And so in your focus, if you want to be a guaranteed success this year, say it with me. We will forget. Because of what we learned today, we will forget our past. We will forget our mistakes, our failures. We will forget our accomplishments. We're not going to rest on our past accomplishments. We're going to go forward. And we're going to focus. We're going to focus on God's will for our life by, by focusing on being filled with God. We're going to focus on the will of God for our life by being foc- or excuse me, filled with God's spirit in our life. Being controlled by his spirit, being influenced by his spirit being led by His Spirit, being guided by His Spirit, being controlled by His Spirit. Let me tell you something. If you let the Holy Spirit control you and guide you, what do you think He's going to do? He's going to guide you into God's perfect will every day. His perfect will for you every single day. Can you imagine if God guided all your decisions this year? Can you imagine if God guided all your purchases this year? If God guided all your steps this year, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, according to Scripture. Listen, let Him fill you. Let Him influence you. Let Him control you. Then thirdly, then thirdly, I want you to see this. Because of what we learned from these verses, we will forget, we will focus, and we will find. We will find. Listen, what does he say? <clears throat> I love this part. Some of y'all are so spiritual, you don't need this, but I, I need this. Look what he says. I press toward the mark for the, what's that word? Prize. All right, fellas in the back, what's that say? For the prize. Prize. I got to get them with us, y'all. I got to get them with us. They'll, they'll go to sleep on you if you don't. You got to get them with you. Amen. All right, for the prize. For the prize. Now look, <clears throat> I wish I wished I could say I was spiritual enough that I did all this stuff just because I love Jesus. And I do love Jesus. I do love Jesus. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes we just need some motivation. And God knows that. God knows that. And he's saying, listen, it's not all for nothing. You're not serving him for nothing. 
You're not, you're not sacrificing for nothing. There is a prize at the end. The prize is what makes it all worth it. Now, it would have been enough to miss hell. But guess what? We're not only going to miss hell, we're going to get the prize of heaven. We're going to get the blessing and the glory of heaven and being in his presence forever and ever. Listen, the prize is what motivates us. The prize is what we strive for. Paul said, there's a crown of righteousness that's waiting on me. Listen, what prize? And now, now I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Uh, because I get it. We're, 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 we're not, in, you know, most of us don't think the long haul. You know, most of us are not thinking, you know, marathon. We're thinking 40-yard dash. You know, we're, we're, well, I know we're going to get a prize when we get to heaven. But oh, and, and like that's so far away. When it's really not. I mean, it, time flies unbelievably fast. But do you realize, do you realize that there's not just going to be a prize waiting on us in heaven? That there will be reward here? Let me give you a verse. <clears throat> Let me give you a verse. <clears throat> How are we doing on time? We, we good on time? All right. All right. Look what it says. Look what it says. Luke 18 Luke 18, verse 29. Luke 18, verse 29. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake, watch this, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time. In this present time. And, and now we know that there's a separation. He's not talking about the, the, the world to come, the future. He said, in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying there's a home waiting on me. I'm saying in my father's house are many men that ever not so have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I know that. I believe in the prize. I believe that, that, that in my Father's house are many mansions. I believe in the street of gold. I believe in the walls of jasper. I believe in the gates of pearl. I believe in all the splendor and all the glory and all the inheritance that's waiting on us in heaven. But God said in this present time, in this present time, there's going to be a prize. You mean to tell me we're going to receive something this year for our sacrifice, for our service, for our efforts? Yeah. What would, I wonder what that could be. I wonder what that could be. I mean, let's, maybe we have a hint. Okay. If we're focusing, if we're focusing on the will of God for our life, being in the perfect will of God, walking in his will, being obedient to his will, and, and we're being filled with the Spirit to accomplish that, if we're going to focus on being filled with the Spirit every day, then that means the Spirit has total control. Then, then doesn't that mean that we're going to have the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, watch this, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. 
And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Watch this. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. In other words, if we live in the spirit, if we're filled with the spirit, we're going we're gonna to experience the fruit of the spirit. And all those things are great. But I want to pull two, two, specific one, two specific ones out. Specific ones. <laughs> Joy and peace. Joy and peace. Do you, know, do you know people are shooting stuff in their arms and they're taking pills and they're drinking liquor and they're running around in illicit affairs, trying to find joy? Do you realize that they're going to shrinks and they're going to, to all these other measures? And I'm not, I'm not saying those, those, some of those things are bad and that some people don't need medicine. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that people are losing their minds right now because of what's happening. They're afraid of the economy. They're afraid of the new politicians going in. They're afraid of the pandemic. They're afraid of all this stuff. But do you know what will happen if we get up every morning and we leave our house filled with the Holy Spirit? No matter what's happening around us, we're going to experience love, joy, and peace. Long-suffering, we'll be able to put up with stuff. Listen, God is saying, I'm the answer. I'm the secret it's not going to be found in, 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 in gobs of money. It's not going to be found in the right uh, political party in office. It's not going to be found when, when everybody's healthy. He said, if you'll follow me, if you'll submit to me, if you'll be led by the Spirit, if you will get up every morning and be filled with the Spirit, you're going to be filled with love. You're going to be filled with joy. You're going to be filled with peace. Now, all of those fruits are great and important. But even if you just had two of them, even if God just promised you joy and peace, let me ask you a question. At the end of this year, if your year, no matter what happened, no matter what happened, Lockdowns, shutdowns, pandemics, no matter what happened. If you said that your year, 2021, was filled with joy and peace, I want to ask you, would you call that a success? Would you call that a success? I would. I would. If God guarantees us joy and success, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what's around us, what, regardless of what's taking place in our life, I'd call that a success. You see, that's why the Apostle Paul could sit in a rat hole prison with barely enough food to, to survive and stay alive. I mean, a, a putrid place. And say rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Because he knew what it meant to be filled with the Spirit. He knew what it meant to submit to the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. He was experiencing joy 
and peace, even in the midst of disaster. Ladies and gentlemen, please hear me. Please hear me. If you will, if you will commit this year to saying, I'm going to forget about my past, no matter how bad it was, or no matter how good it was, I'm going to focus on the will of God for my life. I'm going to focus on submitting to the Holy Spirit and His leadership every, excuse me, every day. Every day. Guess what? You will be able to say, I will find, I will find a prize. I will find joy. I will find peace. I will find joy. And I will find peace. Listen, this is a new year. Let's go after it with all we got. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, Whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Let's seek God's will. Let's seek God's purpose and his determination for our life. And go after it 100%. I want to pray for you right where you are. Right where you are. I want you to, and I'm speaking to all of God's children. All of God's children, all those that are born again, I want, you to, I want you to pray right where you are. I want you to pray right where you are. Dear Lord, dear Lord, this is a brand new year. This is a brand new year. And beginning today, beginning today, I surrender to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in my life. I surrender to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in my life. Father, help me to be focused on your will this year for my life. Help me to be focused on your will this year for my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, we're going to... We're going to dismiss out of this part. We've got a couple of announcements for you. And, and uh, if we can help you in any way, if you're watching by way of the Internet and you need to know how to know Christ as your Savior, please just, just send us a note. If you'll say, I need to know how to be saved, we'll, we'll contact you. We will get in touch with you. and We'll help you any way we can. Listen, if you're, you're in need, uh, you're watching by way of the, the, the Internet, and uh, you're one of our church members. I know there's there's kind of a hiccup with the with the the uh, the AT and T and all that stuff. Uh, but if you need something, please get a hold to the office. Come by the office, or if you need somebody to deliver something for you, please please let us know there, and we'll do everything we can to help you. Okay, we'll see y'all this coming Wednesday. Take care, guys. <laughs>